it's another Sunday night in comedy quarantine, but things are starting to happen again. And tonight, we're going across the country and finding out what's happening in stand-up, sketch, and improv with three very different acts in three different places. It's a comic, a clown, and an actor. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto and, of course, coast to coast, Canada wide on the Global News Radio Network. Slowly, kind of, live comedy is somewhat not in quarantine anymore. There's live shows happening again. There's clubs opening up. There's no festivals yet. Right now it would be JFL 42 lead up and JFL Montreal season, of course. Uh, We'll get there eventually, but there's stuff happening. We're talking to three different comics from three different backgrounds all across Canada to find out what they're up to. But right here on Inside Jokes, we're still in quarantine, kind of. We're still doing the show remotely. I'm here at Casa Di Vincenzo, producer Vince Tedesco's house. I won't give away the address because he's now, Vince, now that you did this Instagram cooking thing this weekend, you've just got hundreds of horny cougars that want to know where you live. So we can't give away. Yeah, you're going to be surrounded. Your house in an undisclosed location is going to be surrounded, but it's our makeshift studio. Uh, we got a good lineup tonight. Three very different acts, three very different backgrounds. We have, of course, Marito Lopez, who is an absolute ball of energy and a maniac on stage. I love that guy, man. He's always on. He's a, he's, a good guest. He's a, he's a force of electricity up there. He really is. So I'm curious how, how sort of this whole sort of downtime and this whole pause and sort of this chance to reflect and all that stuff, has it changed the way he tackles the stage now that he's getting back out there, or, or is he still just as dialed up? Uh, and we got a couple other comics with a laundry list of credentials and accolades behind them. We're going to find out what they're doing in sketch, improv, television. That's our show this week. We're going to kick it off with Marito. We're here. We're ready to go. That's Inside Jokes, baby. Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Here we come. Everybody here in Toronto knows him. If you've seen him, he's an absolute ball of energy. Toronto crowds know him because he's an absolute force on stage. But right now, he's back home in Calgary. He just did a stint at the Yuck Yucks out there because that's happening again. Live comedy's happening again. We got him online right now from Calgary. Marito Lopez, how you doing, buddy? Yo, 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 I'm doing good. What's poppin'? What's poppin'? This is little Marito Lopez, a.k.a. Papa Chulo, a.k.a. Little Sloppy, a.k.a. El Salvador's Ambassador, a.k.a. Tupac Marito, a.k.a. The Revolution Still Lives. I'm good, bro. That's good. That's nice. We were trying to, Marito, we were trying to figure out how much time we would need to slot in for your intros. Because usually when we're in studio, there's like 12 AKAs coming at us. Marito's intros are the best. It's the best. We miss seeing you, obviously. I miss seeing you here in Toronto, and we miss seeing you on stage. But we really wanted to ask, like, what, you're back in your hometown. You're sort of laying low while COVID is sort of, I mean, it's still going on, obviously, but stuff is opening up again. Calgary and Alberta were way before us opening up clubs again and doing live shows again. For you going back to Yuck Yucks out there and go back to one of your home stages, what was that like, man? What's the audience like? Are they dialed back a bit, or is everybody just ready to get back into it? Uh, for the most part, man, I, I found that people are just like they're they're desperate to laugh, man. They're desperate to like, you know, just like go out and do like a like a normal thing, right? Even though like uh, Yuck Yuck is like taking the precautions, like they're you know like they're social distancing and um, you have to wear a mask uh, when you when you walk into the building and you can't like. 
you know, like you you just can't go around it like like you used to, like because there's arrows and stuff that you gotta like follow. Yeah, right? Marina, what's the kid, setup like in the club? What's the stage like? Are you like you gotta be like are there barriers up or what? No, no, there's no barriers up, but um, you do have to have like a drink with you if you're on stage. Because that that's that's how you get out of like not wearing a mask while you're on stage. But oh, if you're okay. in the green room, yeah. if you're in the green room, you have to wear a mask. Um, it, like all the staff has a mask. So like, yeah, it, it's super safe. Like it's it's super safe. But like the people are still down to laugh, man. I feel like they don't even notice it. They're just like, yeah, we're we're happy to be out. All the shows were dope. For you, like after after so much downtime. Did you feel like going back into it? Like, did it feel like it's been forever or did you just jump right back in? Like, as soon as you got on stage, was it just like it clicked on again? You know what, man? It, it clicked on, but I did forget some of my, like, older jokes. And it, But I was writing new ones. But I think what helped me get back into the zone was this whole COVID time. I've been, like, reading, writing. I've been doing so much stuff to keep my mind active. That's the thing. Like we talk, obviously we were talking to comics all over Canada, all over the States and just whatever everybody was doing to pass the time during COVID because everybody's forced out of work during, you know, the last four or five months. Yeah. And a lot of people kind of had trouble writing during it because comics have to be out there hitting the stage every night. They have to be living life because that's what they turn into their material. For you, was it a good writing exercise? Like were you able to just sort of tackle stuff that you maybe never had a chance to get around to before? Yeah, yeah, bro, that's work a it great out, question, right? though. Yeah, because I like, uh, I, I, I would take my old jokes that just weren't working for some reason, right? And I would like review them. And also I would just tell stories about my childhood and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, yeah, you know, like I, I know a lot of comics right now are like, yo, man, how can I write jokes if I can't, if I'm not living my life or whatever, whatever. But it's like, yeah, bro, but you got to remember that you've lived the life, you know, like you still have things to talk about. Just because you're not yeah, you go, doing your go normal ahead. things right now doesn't mean that you can't pull from the stuff that you lived, right? So that's what I've been practicing is, like, taking stuff from my life, right? Like, things that stuff I wasn't that ready never... to talk about back in the day, but now I can do it. Okay, so for you, I mean, obviously, like, people who have, who have heard you on the show and people here in Toronto that have seen you perform all over the city – know what you're like on stage i mean a lot of the times you'll just go up there and riff on the audience for 10 20 minutes but you're always talking about what's going on in your own life do you think the stuff that you're hitting the stage with now because you had this time to reflect i mean obviously and you're you're very vocal about it on your social media and stuff and and in your comedy the changes that have gone in your life marito like was this a chance to sort of are you tackling more personal stuff than you did before right now oh yeah big time bro i'm like talking about uh, just like my recovery. I'm also talking about like, uh, you know, like being, cause I'm not, I was born in El Salvador. So my parents, we, we immigrated here when we were like four. And that was like, when I was four and that was tough, right. Cause we were like poor and it was like a new country. So like, I'm just talking about that. I'm talking about my family's experiences. Also like all the stuff that's been happening with like black lives matter and like, uh, like to fund the police, that kind of stuff. I'm just, yeah, because cause I've been through it as well, like, right, where I got beat up by the cops a, a couple times. Mind you, I was drunk and very aggressive, but still. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I, uh, I I don't know, man. Like, I'm, I'm I'm talking about a lot of, like, deeper stuff. And, yo, dude, like, I, I, did, I, I, I don't know if you guys saw that Chappelle bit where he was talking about 
um, Floyd getting a knee on his neck. But, yeah. There was really no laughs in that, you know, but he, yeah. but he was just talking out of his heart. Yeah. Are you doing COVID jokes, Marino, or are you just kind of just addressing it and then getting back into what you normally do? Cause you don't want to be, I don't, I don't know what the, what the term is, but you don't want to make a joke about everything that everyone's going through when you know it's yeah. kind of cheesy and hokey in a way, but I mean, is it addressed at all in your act? Yeah, I, I like a little bit, not too much. Like, yeah, uh, a lot of because I feel like a lot of people are already doing that. So, yeah. like, if I'm on a show with people who are already talking about it, I'll just like I'll say one or two things, but not really. It's like, low really, like, I don't have like a big COVID joke. The only joke I have really, and it's not really a COVID joke. It's just that I got my first sunburn when I went outside. Yeah, it's it. I mean, it's because it's the obvious elephant in the room. Everybody's sort of addressing it, but we all like everybody knows also. The minute every single open mic cracks open again, it's going to take about five seconds for COVID to become hack, right? It's going to be the, the new Trump. I mean, so it's like, yeah, yeah you address it because we're all stuck in this same thing. But I mean, it's interesting hearing from you. A lot of comics are like, well, all of this stuff is going on in the world with Black Lives Matter, with all this social change, which with all this upheaval the main thing is to sort of distract people and get away from that serious stuff. It's interesting. You're, you're, you're taking it at that time to sort of tackle that stuff head on and give it your own viewpoint and put your own life experience into that. When a lot of people I think are sort of because of the state of things nervous to do that. Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing too, right? It's like, I don't know. Like I sort of feel like COVID material is sort of a distraction, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know it's a big thing that's happening right now, but there's like, there's so much other things we can talk about, man. You know, like, cause, cause people are going to get exhausted with that. Like you were saying, like, that's going to be the new Trump 1000%. I think so too. I mean, you go, you know, you've been stuck at home for four months. You're sitting on your Facebook 12 hours a day. And it's all you see is just that same news cycle. It's all COVID, 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 COVID. I mean, even the, yeah. there's an election going on right now in the States. Normally that's like the biggest sideshow ever that's completely taken a backseat to COVID. COVID's just in your face all the time. So I think for you to be able to get back on stage and just push out this new material about your own life that you've been working on, it gives people a break from that. Yeah, man. Yeah, like it's because I just want to be real, bro. Like I was telling my boys because they all came to see me this weekend while I was headlining. And I was like, I just don't want to do stand up anymore. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I want to like, I want to be able to like give you an experience when you come see me, when you come see Marito, it's, it's not just a stand-up show at Yuck Yuck or whatever club it may be. It's like an experience. Like it's a Marito Lopez experience. And I, and I, it was like a leap. Like I, I had to take like a leap of faith, man. Cause like a lot of the deep stuff I was talking about is sort of like one man showish. You know what I mean? And uh, it was scary. It was very scary doing that, but um, I'm glad I did it though. The Marito Lopez experience. I love that, buddy. <laughs> Again, so, I mean, because people who haven't seen you yet, I mean, yeah, you already are an experience on stage. We, 100%. You're one of those comics oh, thank you. who, I mean, I could talk to you backstage and you might have whatever going on that's going on in your life, but the second you get up there, it's like this, this flip switches on and you're just like this force of electricity out there that's just that, like you grab a room by its throat. But I love the fact thank that you could do that but also you have this sort of philosophy to it. You can sort of sit down and go, okay, I'm going to get real now with you and I'm going to get personal and open up. It's like you can switch back and forth. Not all, I can't think of a lot of people in stand-up that we know that can do it. Yeah. 
Yeah, thank you, bro. Yeah, and it, it, it yeah, man, it's something I really want to practice and like hone. Well, we love, buddy. Before and before before we let you go, what's some of the stuff you have been working on during quarantine? Where can people find some of your stuff that's out there right now? Uh, I'm, 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 you know, I still I'm using my Instagram a lot uh, at No Champagne Poppy. I, I do a tweet. Love that here. handle, buddy. <laughs> uh, I do it. Yeah, my, my my Twitter is the same at No Champagne Poppy. Um, yeah, man, like that's it for now. Like I, I'm doing live performances again, like doing yuck yucks. I'll be in Vancouver at the House of Comedy uh, comic strip in Edmonton. Uh, yuck yucks in Edmonton. So like I'm just around, man. Uh, I'm coming. When are you back coming back to the Six Marino? Man, I I hope in October, right? Yeah. Like I I miss Toronto so much, bro. It's the most beautiful city in the country. But I mean, and yeah, you have your you have your scene here. Everybody, we all miss you. The comics here miss you. But I mean, right now, West things open up there first. The clubs are open. That's where you got to go. Where the work is, man. That's what it is. But well, Marito, we can't wait to see you back in the city, man. We can't wait to actually get you back in studio and just see you on stage here in Toronto doing what you do, buddy. We appreciate it. Thank you for asking me to do it. And yo, Dean, man, remember to keep that D strong. Always remember yeah, I that. Oh, buddy, I will. Okay? Always. This guy Always. has one of the biggest Ds I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> I remember I walked by you, and uh, it was just hanging out of your shorts, and I was like, damn. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thanks, buddy. Yeah. That's gonna be that if I if anybody in comedy remembers anything about Dean Young, I hope it's what you just said right just now. That's our new tagline for the Marino. Biggest C in radio. It smells like talcum powder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, perfect. Well, yeah, that's a good plug for this week's show. Marino, thank you so much, buddy. Thank you guys. All right, we'll Peace. talk to you later, man. Ciao, buddy. God is great. Thank you again to Marito Lopez out in Calgary. By not by far one of the most unique voices in Canadian comedy. We're gonna switch it up though. We're gonna jump over to the world of sketch and improv and bring it back home to Toronto. We'll be back with more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. I'm at the sock and I don't know why I just did this. Hello. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Thank you again to Marito Lopez, a.k.a. a million different names, out in Calgary. Papi Chulo! Papi Chulo! That's the stand-up side of things, but now we're coming back home to Toronto. We're going to get into the world of sketch and improv and uh, also, obviously, a huge branch of comedy and a huge form of entertainment that has been completely turned on its head by COVID, uh, we have someone who's no stranger to Toronto audiences and uh, has a laundry list of credentials and accolades. Good, sir. We have Ken Hall on the line with us. How are you doing, Ken? I'm doing great. How's everyone doing? We're doing good. I mean, it's, you know, we, we've, we've been doing basically COVID editions of the show for about four months now <laughs> and checking yeah. in with comics all over Canada, all over the States. And beyond, and just what are people working on? What's keeping people entertained? What's uh, how how productive or counterproductive of a time period has this whole sort of forced hiatus been for you? We we're curious to pick your brain. I mean, where do you see now that things are slowly opening up again? I mean, this time of the year we would just be fully in festival mode. I mean, sketch festivals are happening. There would be the lead up to you know JFL 42 here in Toronto. All of yeah. that, of course. We we aren't there yet. Hopefully by next summer. Where do you see the world of sketch improv sort of 
coming back in a post-COVID landscape? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's good. that's a great question. Uh, um, I, things have changed so dramatically, and uh, I think people have tried to adjust to this new online world and, and existence. And and I know for myself, I do a lot of teaching here at all the improv training uh, centers, so like Second City and Bad Dog and Social Capital and the Assembly and such, and and. Uh, the in-person classes then transitioned to go online, and as did the shows. Now, there's, as you were saying, like, uh, like we would be in festival season and, and everything like that, but it's been interesting to put a pause on all of that. And that downtime, I'm very curious about. Uh, I know that I, I had my own bit of downtime. I like the stillness. I like. I, I found that I was that uh, I was accessing a lot of creativity that I wouldn't normally have access to. And I was trying different things. I started to actually go back and, and, and take sketch writing classes. Uh, it's like a giant buffet out there that there's so many different places. So it's not even just in where you physically live, but you can take classes all over the world. And so for me, I was kind of figuring out, I'm like, yeah, I can't do any live shows so much anymore. And do I want to do, uh, like Zoom shows, for example, and, and I've been dabbling in that, but I, I honestly haven't been doing a ton of that stuff. I've been doing a bit more writing and enjoying more of the the stillness within that, the quietness. Uh, and I think for a lot of people, that's allowed them to maybe rethink and re-strategize what's important for them and and, and to climatize to this to this new experience. So how improv is going to look down the future. I think people are wanting to go back. I think comedy bar just opened up here in Toronto. Like there's an, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that that's big. It's, it's an interesting sign. I'm, I'm curious to be like how many people like, <laughs> and I'm an improviser. So uh, we often have <laughs> trouble getting audiences that are non, you know, improv performers. Uh, yeah. so, like how, like, I, I don't know how comfortable people, like if I'm judging theaters by like outdoor patios <laughs> i'm like wait well then i think everyone will be back in business soon but i don't think that's going to be the case and for me i just think there's a, just a, a a degree of patience involved in this and if i think creative people will still find other multiple creative ways to be engaged as i said like for myself i'm i've been really going the route of like writing uh, my own stuff. I know a lot of people have been like doing TikToking and and creating yeah. their own like video content. So I think it's more of a personal thing. And for me, I, I've I've I have that improv bug satiated because I'm doing a lot of teaching. And uh, for me, that's 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 kept me busy, and keep me that's kept me satisfied as well. I've also uh, I kind of in some ways I kind of stepped away from the whole performative thing. I'd been doing a lot of career counseling. I used to work in the field for about 10 years. And with COVID, I'm like, I know people are hurting and I have this skill set that I've been sitting on for about five years. So I put it out to my social network about maybe three months ago or so that I was offering free employment counseling or donation only employment counseling. So I've actually been working with a lot of artists and creatives and, and, and such to uh, having conversations about, okay, if I can't do what I did before, aka performing in front of a live audience, then what are there, what are some other facets that can really satisfy me and, and where I can get some, some deeper meaning from? So in essence, that's really 
what I've been up to. And uh, yeah, there's still a bit of a question mark. I think people want to come back, but I, I think within Canada and in certainly Toronto, there's a, I think we're cautious for a reason. And I think if we are going to do this, then we're going to try and do it in a safe way. I know that film and TV is back, is starting to get back online here. Um, but I, I, again, it's like in order to move forward, we have to make sure that we do it safely. And I, yeah, I'm curious. There's, we've never been here before. So we're like, there's no, it, there's exactly. no blueprint uh, to, uh, to do this stuff. It's such a, cause it is such a shared experience for everyone. And being, being a comic and being a performer, it's, it's a tough thing because it's sort of hard to, to put that out on paper and apply for that assistance. Everybody else, their job went on pause and they got, went on serve and that was it. But I mean, being a full-time comedian or a full-time performer, yeah. it's such yeah. a difficult thing to cobble together at the best of times to begin with. I think with sketch though, it's an interesting, it's in an interesting place because with all, improv, obviously you're, you're in the room with those people, you're feeding off yeah. that sort of call and response and that energy with, yeah. stand-up, you, you have to be going out there and living those experiences and talking about that with sketch though, you have a whole sort of, almost literally captive audience out there <laughs> film these sketches and it's content for people and this stuff can go viral and people can like, it's almost like it's 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 just as comfortable of a medium in a way for sketch performers because the the relationship with the audience can kind of work in a similar capacity doing stand-up mm-hmm. on zoom and tiktok and and having you know emoji mm. popping up on your screen as the feedback is is a lot more difficult. <laughs> yeah exactly it's like yeah you're operating in a bit of a bubble uh and for a lot of that we are so dependent on on like uh, what did you think you know like here's my offer what do you think uh and and for me i'm like my background is in clown as well so i'm, I'm so dependent on the audience and i'm like you tell me what you want and but if we don't hear an actual audience, uh, that's 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 a tougher thing. I um, I have been doing the, the Zoom shows that I have been doing have been really fun because I'm like I'm taking this restriction of like certain you know of, of like cameras and not in a physical room, but it's the stuff that me and my comedy partner, for example, are trying. Like he's a he's a maestro with his backgrounds and filters and such, and I have my camera phone. I'm like I'm. I'm, you know, I'm moving it around. I'm putting it in my mouth sometimes. Like, I will try anything, you know. And it's still that thing of, like, what's fun for you? And if you can make yourself laugh, if you can make your partner laugh as well, then I think you're on the right, I think you're on the right course. I think that that's translatable as well. It might, it's a bit different than, like, traditional improv uh, or traditional sketch, per se. But, again, I think it just goes back to that thing of, like, what's fun for you? And if it's fun for you, I think there's a higher probability that it'll land with the audience. I think so too. And I mean, for our, for our audience who, I mean, you've been on Conan, you appeared in Mm -hmm. the Umbrella Academy. People know you here in Toronto, of course, from being at the second city as a teacher and as a performer, people know you from two man, no show. What stuff that you've been working on right now that people can go and watch and check out online? Uh, (laughs) That's a great question. Well, Umbrella Academy season two, uh, please check that out. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. Um, I, as I said, I haven't done a ton of live stuff. Uh, I did a show last week. I'm doing a show this Friday. I'm going to be playing with the artistic director for uh, an improv theater in uh, Cincinnati. Uh, and that's one of oh, the nice. joys of this is that um, I, I get to, and I found this with my teaching as well, is like, again, we're not relegated to just one geographic area. We can like jam with people and 
some of the, you know, I've taught a bunch of drop-ins and I've taught people that uh, are from like Tel Aviv and from like Australia and like uh, people have done classes in like China and India. So it's, it's a really global thing. So I think in some ways a bit of a silver lining is that you can access shows, jams, classes all over the world. Um, and uh, so that, you know, I, I, for me, I'm, I'm not doing as much performing, uh, certainly in, in the live uh, in-person aspect. Um, and I've, again, I've been doing more of the career counseling, like helping other people uh, look at themselves as like, I'm a performer, I'm a comic, but I can't really do it in the same way I did before. And trying to, you know, again, help people get like a sense of their identity. So much of our identities are wrapped in performing, but like, who are we in addition to that as well? So in essence, I haven't really been doing as much performing as I've been helping other people kind of figure out more of who they are and who they want to be. Which is needed too. I mean, uh, not just for comics, but for the audience out there too. You are totally. a comedy resource, sir. You're teaching, you're giving <laughs> people guidance. Ken, thank you so much for joining us. And of course, for listeners at home, make sure you do check out Umbrella Academy Season 2 on Netflix. And Ken, we do hope we get to see you back on stage live sooner rather than later. Stay safe, my friend. Thank you for joining us. Thanks so much, everyone. Really appreciate it. Have we'll talk day. to you soon. Thank All you. right. All the best. Thank you again to Ken Hall here in Toronto. And up next, we're going to flip it over to Vancouver with Morgan Waters. We'll be right back with more Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, this is Lewis Black, and you're listening to Inside Jokes, which is why it's funny, you idiot! Welcome back to Inside Jokes, right here on Global News Radio. 640 Toronto brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Hakeem Optical. Even if you're sitting in the back row, it's probably fine. And that slogan's finally true again, or at least true-ish. Toronto, there's some live shows happening. Not all of them are just weird parking lot shows. But out west, clubs have been open for a while now. Live events are happening again. There's no festivals yet. We aren't back in festival season. That's probably going to be next summer. But things are happening. So now we're going to switch gears. We're going out to Vancouver. We have... Morgan Waters on the line, who I'm just going to read off real quick a laundry list of credentials. He's a Gemini-winning writer, director, and actor, a Juno-nominated musician. He's appeared on the CBC comedy series The Amazing Gale Pyle as a lead on there. Edited Baroness Von Sketch. Uh, you're, Morgan, you have, I mean, you have quite the laundry list as, not even just as one thing, you are jack-of-all-trades, good sir. I try to. Just try to stay, you know, engaged and, you know keep the anxiety away and just, you know, busy yourself. That's the key. And I mean, for, I, it seems to me, I mean, for somebody who takes on all these different things at one time, as you know, you're working in post-production, you're working behind the scenes, you're acting, you're writing, you're performing, you're a musician, you're spinning all these different plates. I would assume that obviously a lot of that comes from a love of doing so and a love of comedy and performing. Also, you're probably a bit of a confirmed workaholic, I would imagine, so for you, having all these things going on, and now all of a sudden, of course, with everybody else in COVID, a lot of this stuff went on pause. I mean, there's no productions going on. Nobody's doing live comedy, et cetera. What sort of, when, when all this hit, did you look at this as sort of like, okay, well, I have to take a bit of a break here, even if I don't want to. Did, did it seem like a time for productivity for you? Or 
Well, yeah, it, it is. Cause, I mean, my favorite thing, I was always too afraid to do live comedy just because it was freaked me out. So I actually love just being alone at a computer and editing or working on music that way. So, you know, the isolating is kind of, uh, that's my vibe anyways. So I, I've been <laughs> working on uh, um, the fifth season of The Amazing Gale Pile, which is a web series that's on uh, CBC Gem. It's a comedy series. So I've been editing that because we shot that last fall. I've been lucky that I've just been able to sit in my room and just, you know, go into that world and just edit for a few months. And just be able to still put out content. I mean, that you have a backlog of stuff because obviously a lot of productions just completely went on pause and we're still trying to figure out, is this a phase four thing? When do shoots start happening again? It's sort of a double-edged sword. I mean, obviously talking to a lot of stand-ups, especially all over North America, people are going, well, you know, I can't be in front of a live audience. Do I try these weird Zoom shows? Cause they're very uncomfortable for me. It's not what I'm used to, but people are jumping to new platforms. Now it's being coined generation TikTok. During this whole thing, TikTok blew up. It became sort of like the new social media and digital platform to, to launch on. As as live shows start coming back again, do you think do you think there's going to be a lot of comics and performers that sort of stay in that realm now and go, well, whoa, I've tapped into this new thing and there's an audience there and there's a response there. Do you think that's going to sort of change the split of how people consume content and consume comedy? I think we're, you know, um, people are going to do a lot more comedy shows with their significant others that aren't comedians. So you're going to have comedians like, you know, roping their girlfriends or boyfriends into their own stuff. And just, so I think we're going to, we're going to see a lot of like homemade kind of video, you know, homemade stuff. Um, and the lines between who's a performer and who's not is really going to get blurred, which I kind of like that. Um, it makes it so that, you know, anyone can do it. And I always kind of liked working people in my shows that, you know, you get a mix of like really talented actors and then people that are kind of new to it. And you kind of have that mix of uh, people that really know what they're doing and then people that are just kind of feeling their way through it. I think that's kind of exciting. Um, and seeing that how, the, how that kind of goes down with late night and all that and that people are doing more, you know, stuff from their homes, I think um, it's more personal. And I think it was kind of heading there anyways with, you know, the internet. And I think we're just like, I don't think production value and glossiness, I think that's going to be, that's just kind of thrown out the window at this point. And it's more about personality and point of view. So I, I think so too. Cause we were in a weird space just before this. I mean, late night is late night shows are the perfect example. Obviously that's still, that's still a big form of exposure and bread and butter for a lot of standups, but it's also part of, in a way, kind of a dying relic. I mean, not a, people aren't watching cable television really for the most part anymore and network television but those shows still existed i think with these late shows being forced into this zone where okay now i'm coming to you live from my living room and my kids are in the background coloring with crayolas <laughs> you know they almost accidentally tapped into a new younger audience because these are the people that are consuming stuff in this way where i think a lot of people who are used to watching network television didn't come along for the ride because well, it's too awkward i'm not this this is too weird yeah, I think awkward and weird is going to be, uh, you know, I think that's that's the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, I, I think people can relate to that more than, you know, suits and 
the idea of Hollywood and all that is like this glitzy, glamorous thing that's untouchable. I think now, you know, you're going to have people, everyone's kind of at a similar playing field for better or worse. You know, you're going to have terrible people thinking they're, you know, Jimmy Fallon, but whatever the audience will decide. I, I think so too. I mean, there's a lot of, I, I, I mean, less so in sketch, obviously, and improv, because the whole the whole concept behind that is you are only as strong as your scene partners. You're only as strong as who you share the writing and share the stage with, and you're relying on each other. Stand-up has always been sort of this lone wolf, sort of ego and sense of self-driven thing that I think this whole thing has sort of stripped that away in a lot of ways. It sort of put everybody on an even playing field. And I think you're exactly right. I mean, that sort of old Hollywood idea of the late shows, as much as people might still love watching them, it's 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 not as much of a thing anymore. I mean, there's no, there's no current version of like Johnny Carson's couch, where if you go and perform on the show and you get called over to talk for five minutes, you've made it all of a sudden. There's no, there's no equivalent of that now. So it's sort of a relic from a bygone time. Yeah. And I guess it's kind of weird. Like when you see comedians stand up doing zoom shows, there's no audience laughter. So you, you know, you have to decide for yourself if they're good. You can't like judge if they can get a crowd on board. So, you know, yeah. I think that's kind of a weird thing that someone who's like a pro and then someone who's like a beginner, it kind of sounds the same. <laughs> like, it's, there's no audience to help, you know, guide the way. It, it's true. And it's probably more uncomfortable for that performer. But as I mean, oh, yeah. audiences are always smarter than we give them credit for. They will, at the end of the day, they'll cut that bat and they'll decide. We're going to come back with more Morgan Waters out in Vancouver, right here on Inside Joke, Global News Radio 640 Toronto. This is Chris Rodock Robson, and you're listening to Inside Jokes on 640. Now, back to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you, of course, by our good friends at Team Optical. Helping you social distance more clearly. Hopefully that slogan is not needed for much longer. Or this is just the way we live forever. Who knows? I don't know. I kind of don't. I'm a bit of a Larry David anyway, so I don't mind getting out of the sidewalk to avoid people. But I was probably already doing that anyway. We have Morgan Waters with us out in Vancouver. Before the break, Morgan, we were sort of getting your viewpoint as not just a performer and somebody who's both an actor, a writer, and a, but also somebody who's behind the scenes working in post and writing and editing and where you think this whole live performance element of comedy is going and how much things are going to shift over to online and digital content. I really do think COVID has sort of forced people into a realm that we were already moving towards anyways, in a, in a lot of ways. I agree. Yeah. I think so. It's like when, uh, I mean, you can appreciate this for sure as somebody who works in production, but I mean, it's like when when people started shooting feature length digitally and everybody, all the film purists were like, this is the death of cinema. This is it. <laughs> but all it is, is just another tool in the kit. It's just another medium. And then eventually that became the norm anyways. So I think it's sort of, we, we talked to a lot of comics in the last couple of months who would have never touched zoom or tiktok or anything with a 10-foot pole and now they're like you know what 
I tried it out because I have to, and uh, now I have this whole new audience that I didn't realize, and I kind of like it. I'm going to do both. So there's, I think, going to be a hybrid for a lot of people's careers. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess people that are older or feel like they're getting older, we really have to like force ourselves to get into like a teenage mindset. And God, that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> we have to, you know, really like, you know, play the game of like, uh, you know, some teenager in his basement. I think uh, for comedians that have been slugging it out on stage, it's a bit of a bummer, probably. I don't know. But at well, the you know, time, comedians, stand-up comedians are always, they're always grumpy anyway, so. Exactly, and I mean, <laughs> we, I'm sure we both know a lot of stand-up comedians who would have no trouble making the transition into being a teenager in their parents' basement. That's uh, true. Because they're still, they're already, <laughs> they're already doing that anyways. For you, yeah. Morgan, I mean, uh, you're still, obviously, you're still, you're still working on The Amazing Gale Pile. You, you still have projects on the go. What, what has kept you entertained from home during this whole thing what's made you laugh during this oh my god I feel like I <laughs> nothing <laughs> nothing um it's <laughs> a good question i mean you know there's there's some shows i i haven't been watching that much comedy i mean i try to stay tr i try to stay off the internet so i don't get too bogged down in depressive stuff but you know like shows like pin 15 it was an amazing show that came out fairly recently that I loved. I mean, I just watched Love on the Spectrum. Um, I think, like, it's not, I, I don't know. It's, I think the lines between, like, entertainment is just kind of all over the place. And, you know, people will do whatever they can. I, I guess I've just been laughing at my own stuff, which is really uh, <laughs> self-centered. But, you know, just sitting there and editing something we shot before all this began and then, you know, seeing all the performances and stuff, I'm kind of, I've just been laughing at my own show. So, you know, that's really a narcissistic thing, but we're all there. We're all there. <laughs> that's fine, Morgan. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it's a good viewpoint to hear. Like, it's interesting to hear that you are still pushing this content out and working on this stuff that's going to be released because, you know, we're also talking to a lot of comics who are like, I don't know. I haven't done anything for the last two months except for put on a mask and go to no frills. So I'm just on pause right now. Uh, but anyways, Morgan, where can, where can people check out the amazing Gale pile and where can people check out some of your stuff? It's on CBC gym. So there's an app for that, or you can just go to the CBC gym website and the new season of the amazing Gale pile is coming out August 21st, our fifth season, which is insane because the show is completely crazy. And I don't know how we've, gotten away with it uh basically but this this new season takes place in a post-apocalyptic world so it's perfect and gail's running a uh, post-apocalyptic beach resort so it's kind of like you know on saved by the bell where they're not in high school anymore suddenly they're running a beach resort it's like that like the whole thing's yeah. changed and now gail gail's trying to rebuild the world and becoming a bit of a, a fascist dictator in the process so you know a lot of weighty themes that really uh and are, and are actually yes. quite timely, yeah. Yes. Uh, so. Perfect. Well, Morgan, thank you so much. Uh, everybody check out that new season, and we're looking forward to the content that you're working on now, and that's right. making you laugh, make everybody else laugh. Morgan, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. We'll talk to you soon. Stay safe, keep editing, keep productive, and there's nothing wrong with being a recluse anyways. I've enjoyed that these last few months. We'll talk to you soon, Morgan. Bye.
Thank you again to Marito Lopez, a.k.a. El Papi Chulo, a.k.a. The God, a.k.a. I, you got to go back and listen to that segment. He's got like 12 different names. Marito, killing it on stage again out in Calgary, but we do hope he comes back to Toronto soon. Thank you to Ken Hall here in Toronto, who is, when he's not teaching or not on stage, is obviously just helping comics through this whole COVID thing. And, of course, Morgan Waters, behind the scenes, cranking out Canadian content. And I think maybe we are moving more into that digital world. That's our show. Don't forget, you can tune into all our episodes, season four, right back to the beginning on Global News Online. We'll be back next week. Hasta luego, muchachos. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week featuring Marito Lopez. But I didn't even move out here for the dope food, for the dope comedy, for none of that, okay? I swear to God, I moved out here because of Drake, okay? I love Drake with a passion, all right? I study his lyrics. This guy has a line where he's like, yo, take you to the Scarborough Bluffs, throw you off a cliff, boy. You guys hear that poetry? The first time I heard that, it changed my life, okay? Because you don't hear shit like that in Alberta. All you hear in Alberta is Nickelback, that's it. And everybody drives a truck with balls on it, okay? You don't even start the truck, you tickle the balls and it goes. So when I heard Scarborough Bluffs, I'm like, man, I'm gonna start saying that to everybody, son, okay? If you call me short, throw you off the Scarborough Bluffs, boy. If you get my order wrong at Tim Hortons, throw you off the Scarborough Bluffs. But one of my boys is from Scarborough, okay? And he was like, hey, buddy, Have you actually ever been to the Scarborough Bluffs? I was like, no, man. Why would I go there? Drake throws people off of there. That sounds frightening, okay? And he's like, no, buddy, uh, it's actually quite beautiful. Okay? This guy shows me a picture of it, guys. It's breathtaking, okay? I want to have my wedding there. And that shit got me mad. I'm like, come on, Drake. Why are you lying to me, bro? You can't throw people off of a picnic zone, okay? 